all the nutrition information out there today. Everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're going to break it all down. Hey, everybody. Have you ever thought about what it would be like to have a three-day weekend all the time? Well, today on the Outspoken Nutrition Podcast, we are talking with Wade Galt that is going to be talking exactly about that, how we can create a three-day weekend for ourselves so that we're adding more living into our life. Wade, thank you so much for joining us on the Outspoken Nutrition Podcast. Today, we have Wade Galt with us. And Wade, you want to tell everybody a little bit about what you do? Sure. Uh, Thank you so much for having me, Laura. It's been such a cool pleasure to get to meet you over the last what, month or so uh, through some events and then just we keep running into each other. I help entrepreneurs and professionals to create an abundant and sustainable three-day weekend or if you want to call it four-day workweek lifestyle. And the main reason I focus on that is just helping people create a life where they can really enjoy their family, their friends, and their life. So for some entrepreneurs, it means finally getting to enjoy the business that they have been working so hard to create and maybe haven't enjoyed. And for people who are not entrepreneurs, starting to just enjoy life, making sure they're having fun with uh, the relationships that are important to them, the activities they enjoy, and then perhaps eventually looking to create their own side hustle, side business, or whatever it might be. That's awesome. And you know, one of the big core principles about wellness is purpose and relationships. And really, that's kind of how we're going to work and tie in wellness on this because it is so important. It's important that we build good relationships and we find our purpose. And I know I was just listening to you on a previous podcast that you had, and I'll go ahead and put it in the show note links so everyone can listen to it as well. But you were talking about finding what you love and that might not be what pays the bills and it's okay. Can you expand a little bit more on that? Sure. So a lot of us have created expectations of what it's supposed to look like. And we read a lot of books, and I'm somebody who's taken a lot of courses, read a lot of books, all that sort of stuff. And sometimes we can get our expectations so high of how it could look that we assume that that's supposed to be exactly how it does look, or that that's how it looks right away. And in most other parts of life, we know it takes a while. If I tell you I'm going to take up a new hobby, you're not expecting I'm going to master it in a week, nor am I. But for some reason in work, We've gone from, well, you just do what you can to pay the bills to, okay, I'm going to flip a switch and now I'm going to do what I love, get paid really well, love it all the time, enjoy it and just have it be awesome. And that's just not really realistic. Even rock stars, movie stars, they're doing work, they're preparing. If you're an NBA basketball player or you're a FIFA football player or soccer player, you are spending 60, 70, 80, 90% of your time practicing, preparing. And yes, you get your time in the spotlight. You get your time on stage. But I would imagine a lot of those athletes don't love working out necessarily. They love playing. And so I think, at least in my experience, when I was so beating myself up, and that was the word, for not having everything perfect right away, it made something that was pretty awesome, having a job where I was making six figures, working four days a week, still looking at it saying like, oh, yeah, it's just not good enough. And yeah, it's good enough. And it couldn't be better as well. But just having that sense of balance to say, yeah, there can be some reality in here. And the more realistic we are about things, the more likely they are to happen. The more realistic we are about our eating habits, the more likely we're going to be healthier the next day as opposed to thinking that, well, yes, I'm going to 
you know, eat at 9 p.m. at night some, you know, some cookies and all of a sudden I'm going to wake up with a lot of energy tomorrow. Probably not going to happen. <laughs> this is so true. And I just, I really enjoyed hearing that our purpose doesn't have to be what we do in our nine to five job or our five to nine job for those of us that work the night shift. Um, it's just so, you know, relieving that it takes that pressure off. You have to do what you love because what you love can be that side hustle. It could be something that you're building. And that is so important. And it was interesting hearing you talk at PodFest. I know that's how we met. Uh, you ran our uh, microcon at PodFest on productivity. And one of the things that really kind of caught me is when you were talking about your four-day work week was that the fact of doesn't necessarily meaning working less. It was about maybe having four longer days. And some of us have the availability now because of COVID to have more of a flexible schedule. And, you know, explain a little bit more about how to create that three-day weekend. Sure. So a couple of things, like anything else, we have to have a compelling reason to want to do it. I have many entrepreneur clients I work with that have more than enough money to be working a two-day work week if they wanted to, but they don't have a compelling reason to do it. And that's not a judgment. Put simply, their work is more exciting or more engaging than their personal life. Now, to a lot of people, that already sounds like judgment. Now, it could mean that they have awesome work life. It could mean that their kids have left the nest, or it could mean that they've never been married and they're happy doing what they want. So it doesn't have to look the same for everybody. But put simply, in the case of an entrepreneur where you perhaps do have the ability to take that Friday off, to keep it simple, if let's say Friday's the day you're taking off, if you are making enough money, money through Thursday, but there's nothing exciting going on Friday, well, chances are you're going to say, well, it doesn't make sense for me to just sit around on Friday. I'll just go into the office and I'll get some work done. And that can just turn into a lifetime of doing that. And then sometimes that even turns into Saturday or Sundays. And I think we lose sight of the fact that we're going to need to put some thought into this of having some sort of a great life. We do it in our business life. If we're entrepreneurs, for sure, we look to plan in some sort of way. If we're going to have a wedding, we expect it to be planned. And you hear that saying of people saying that some people put more effort into planning the wedding than into studying how they can have a great marriage. And of course, that's not a really great formula for success. But I think there's a sense that people, again, get caught up with an idea, and then it becomes an expectation and expectations can be tough. And the simplest way I, I like to remind people is to have some perspective on it. So I happen to live in Florida, in the United States. So knowing from having read different books, like what Hans Rosling's book, Factfulness, knowing that six out of seven people on the planet live on less than $32 a day. If my answer is, well, I need to make more money in order to be happy, it's kind of a tough one because I know people that I've met in different parts of the world that don't make what I make and are very happy. I've also met people that are wealthier and happy and vice versa. I've met people of all income levels that are not happy. And then also just taking that idea of saying, what is it that's something outside of us that's going to make us different or better? So the first thing I had to do, getting back to that first part, was say, look, my three-day weekend is going to be exciting enough that I want it every week. And in fact, having it be that your default three-day weekend is what you want is critical. So for example, I love playing beach volleyball. For about the first six years after our, our first child was born, I stopped playing. I thought, I'm going to be this awesome dad. I'm going to put everything into my kids. I'm going to put all into my family. And anybody who's even remotely done something like that knows that one of the surest ways to failure in any relationship is to put all this pressure on this relationship, the family, a romantic relationship, anything, to be your job, to be all things and everything to you as opposed to getting your needs, needs met in different places. When I started back playing volleyball, uh, did it on Fridays, and after about a month or two, I told my wife, ah, you know what, I, I feel almost 
little, like I'm taking up too much time because she's a stay at home mom at that time. And she'd be taking home or taking care of the kids on a Friday while I was out playing volleyball. I almost felt a little guilty. She's like, wait, you're a different person when you don't play your volleyball. You don't, you're not getting your physical needs met, your, your mental health needs met, your uh, man cave needs met of just being around guys saying stupid stuff and playing a game and, and, you know, getting physical exercise and whatnot. So for me, Fridays, I live in a part of the world where most of the times I can play volleyball on a Friday. That is part of my three-day weekend. That is hugely important to me on, I don't have to go somewhere. I don't have to travel to another part of the country to do that. And so I already know what the opportunity cost is for me. If I'm working Friday, I'm missing out on volleyball. I also do stuff with the family and that sort of stuff. And when summer comes, we shift the schedule a little bit. But then on Saturdays, we have stuff of coaching kids and family stuff and friends stuff. And then Sundays, family stuff. So it's very clear to me what I'm missing out on. And that gives me the fuel, the reason, the why, the passion, the desire to then say, I'm going to get the work done in four days. Sometimes they are seven hour days. Sometimes they're 12 hour days, but I still have to pay the bills. I still have to afford whatever it is that I most want. But again, it gives me enough reason to want to be able to finish that and do that the same way. If you're about to finish up work to go on a vacation for a week or so, you have a little more hustle, you have a little more focus and you get the stuff done and you kind of get out of there. You know, that's amazing. And I love how you talked about volleyball because so many times we think of self-care as being selfish and it never is self-care is about making ourselves a better person so that we can be present and more active. There is so much to it. And I love the fact that you tied that into part of your three-day weekend. You know, those weekends, our vacations are meant to rejuvenate us and restore us to get ready for the next week. And you're actually taking part of your three-day weekend and making that as part of the self-care. So I'm sure you're much more pleasant to be around Saturday and Sunday. So it makes a big difference. And you know, it's funny because my husband did something very similar to what you did. He's big into lifting and working out. That's kind of his thing. And when we first started having kids, he stopped because gym memberships were expensive. I went nine months pregnant to this old gym down the road. And I was like, how do I sign my husband up? Because I just, I needed him to do it for him because he just wasn't becoming the person that he was. Absolutely. And I think, I think one of the things that people forget is you were a person before you got married. You were a person before you had kids and kids are wonderful. But in a lot of people's cases, I know in our case, I helped coach our kids sports teams. So Saturday is booked. Sunday, we're kind of just sort of getting our stuff back together for the, the upcoming week. So there really is no guaranteed time and, and definitely, certainly in the pandemic now and at other times, it's not always easy to find a babysitter. Well, when the kids are at school, guess what? There's a babysitter. And so sometimes my wife will go with me to the beach. Sometimes she'll just do her own thing and she'll take her time because she likes, she recharges more um, doing other things that she does. So sometimes she'll come to the beach with me. Sometimes she won't. We'll go at different times. But definitely if I don't get a break, is like to tell my kids' friends when the, our kids' friends come over and they won't leave. I'm like, look, if you don't leave, we can't miss you. That's how it works. You have to leave, then we can miss you, then we can ask you to come back. Well, if I look at the time when I was working the first six years, I started resenting my kids. Why? Because in my mind, and there was some truth to it, they were part of the reason why I had less free time. Now, mechanically, of course, yeah, I'm helping my wife raise kids. So that's part of it. But it wasn't their fault. It's not, not for them to fix. It's for me to fix and figure out how do I get my needs met so I can come back healthy, happy, rested, and yes, uh, a lot more happy and recharged mentally and emotionally and psychologically as well. Absolutely. And, you know, it just makes such a big difference when we start taking care of ourselves, whether you can do it for 
part of the day or maybe just a couple hours. Or if you're a new mom or dad, maybe it's just five minutes locking yourself in the bathroom. (laughs) You know, whatever you can get at that moment. But it is key to really taking part and taking care of yourself too so that you know you know kind of what that weekend's going to look like or that time off that you have is going to look like so it's so important and I remember one of the things that you were talking about was because I know some people listening they have their own businesses here and one of the things that you said to me that really made a big well not directly to me but in your presentation was How many hours do you want to work? I have been in my own business for 10 years and not once did I think I had the ability to tell myself how much I want to work. I thought it had to be 40 hours a week or maybe more. You know, you had to hustle. You had to really put everything in. And when you said that, I was just, my mind was like blown. I was like, wait, I can determine this? So you want to tell them a little bit about how to find out how much you want to work? Sure. Well, there's a trade-off. There's a natural trade-off. So for example, in my family, my father's an entrepreneur. My father and my mother live well within their means of what they make. They could spend a lot more. They don't. And I was just had been taught the value, for example, of owning a car and keeping a car as long as you could that it made sense. We have a car that, well, let me see, our son's about to be 15. So for 15 years, it's a Honda, does really well. And I hardly ever drive it. I literally drive it to the beach on Fridays and it gets driven maybe once or twice a week. So we've got a 15-year-old vehicle. Now, to put that in real simple mathematical sense, let's say you have a car, car payment insurance on our other car is about 500 bucks a month. So for 10 years, I've gone without a $6,000 cost per year. So that's $60,000 different. I don't have to have that. Or if you want to just put it in a monthly sense, that $500 a month expense, how many, how much do you make per, per day? So let's say you're somebody that's making on average take home. Cause remember this is all after tax stuff. If you're making, let's say $250 a day, which is the equivalent of making roughly about 60,000 a year, then you'd say, okay, if I'm taking home, actually it's more like making 80 because I forgot taxes there, then that car payment could be two days that you don't have to work. Now you might say, but wait, I I work for an employer and they make me work a certain number of days. And 20 years ago when I left the corporate scene, that was the deal. I said, hey, can I work four days? And will you simply prorate my salary to, you know, pay me the same hourly, just pay me 20% less. I said, no, uh, that's, if you do it, everybody else will want to do it. Now it's so much easier to do that. And if you're an entrepreneur, when you overspend, Whether you overspend on happy hour or shoes or fishing gear or some marketing thing that you think is going to save your business, the marketing gods and the entrepreneurial gods are not going to make your business go just because you throw money at something. And that money took you time to earn. So if you can make the connection that whatever you're spending your money on, you're investing your time in. Unless you truly just have passive income coming to you that you didn't have to earn at all, you're spending your time to make the money. So a lot of it's about managing expenses and deciding what do I truly want? What will I actually invest my money in versus what's not that important to me or what's less important? Don't get me wrong. I'd love to have the money to afford everything, but I don't. But we can afford the things we really want most. And for me, the time freedom, the time abundance is worth so much more than the financial abundance. And going back to the six out of seven people on the planet living off of $32 a day or less, we are in a part of the world that's pretty abundant where we live. And when our kids sometimes get a little dissatisfied with stuff, I'll remind them, I'll say, look, and they'll say, I know dad, six out of seven people. I know 22,000 pounds of preventable diseases. Yeah, dad, I know. I said, but look, I'm not telling you to help you feel guilty. That's not the point. If you're blessed, we're blessed. 
great. We're going to, of course, going to do our, what we can to help other people and whatnot. But the main reason I want you to get it is if you're waiting for some higher amount of income to make you happy or some new Apple product or some new video game or whatever it might be, that's not going to do it most likely. And so let's look at what is it you need to shift now. And that's the same thing with working however many days you work. And so if somebody really wants to start, you could say, look, maybe I can cut my expenses. Again, let's say your expenses, I'll make math real simple. Let's say your expenses are $4,000 a month and you're working on average 20 days a month. So your expenses are $200 a day. Well, if you could figure out how to save $200, you could work one less day. If you can save $400, you could... so it's, it's, it's really just understanding that those two are connected. And we assume when we get a job, if somebody says, look, you're going to make $10 an hour, we know that we're expecting within a year or two at most, we're going to be making more than 10. Then we're going to make 20 and 30 or whatever it might be in wherever your currency is from where you're living. Why don't we have that expectation of time? We assume that the time has to be a fixed variable. It doesn't have to be. It's just another variable in the equation. And so if you can get to an income that you can afford, and then when you get to that income, you can say, okay, I'm now going to pause my lifestyle expenses and I'm going to learn how to make the same income in less time, free up more time, especially if you're an entrepreneur, free up more time, steady income, sometimes boring. The, the steady stuff is sometimes boring, but it's steady. And then if the reward is, oh, wow, I get this three-day weekend, that's awesome. As opposed to, I hate my job, I hate my work. Therefore, on the weekend, I'm going to spend money on everything and keep myself in this vicious circle of never being able to sort of, in essence, buy my freedom or buy my way out of it. So it's an approach. It's a little more perhaps uh, minimalistic at times to start. Uh, but once you realize that you don't need a lot of those things, you find you probably don't go after them. And then certainly, if you're trying to stay young, the things like meditation, yoga, eating well, getting good rest, I can't go to the beach. Well, I could go to the beach on Friday and do that, but I have a really strong need to try to beat up on the younger guys. So if I'm going to do that, I need all of those things throughout the week, and I need time to do those things. And so if I'm spending my money on so many different things, or if our kids or if my wife or whatever, if we're overspending, then I just have to work hard and even harder for something that maybe isn't that important. So again, if it's important to you, great, uh, but there's a lot of things you don't have to have and you can still be extremely happy and extremely free. I, I choose the freedom part a little bit more. Oh my gosh, that is so true. And you know, I think so many of us never have come to the realization that we can choose freedom. We can make these choices. I mean, one of the simplest things hearing you talk is how many people, especially listening to those podcasts right now, have corporate time off they have never used and it's rolling over or how much time off have you lost this January 1st that you didn't use. We're seeing this huge in manufacturing. We've had time off, but because of the pandemic, they haven't been able to take the time off. I had somebody that just talked to me the other day. He has eight weeks of vacation to use by the end of December. Eight weeks. He could take Friday off for the rest of the year and still have the availability. So maybe it's some way of thinking outside of the box getting a little creative. And I absolutely loved what you said on taking that personal inventory and looking if for me to save $200 a month, what would that look like? Or $200 a week, what would that look like? What would I have to give up? Because for a lot of us, $200 is one night out. Would you be willing to take away one night out for you to have that extra day to do whatever you want? And thinking through that. And I love the idea with the car payment because we actually have been six years without car payments and my van is at the limit. 
And it's kind of like I was doing the same thing. I'm like, okay, I really want that new Bronco four-door really bad coming out. And I was like, okay, well, that's going to be probably a five to $600 a month payment. I got to earn five to $600 or more because I don't want to give up anything else right now. When to that case of that gentleman, one of the best strategies you can do if you take that, those eight weeks and you, let's say he goes to his boss and says, okay, hey, you know, I need to take these. I'm going to take these on the Fridays. Here's what I'm going to do. And he can either share this or not, but to say to the employer, say, what is it? What's the result you want? What would five weeks, excuse me, what would five days of results look like? So let's just say it's, he's going to sell, to keep things really simple, let's say he's going to sell five things in a week. Say, okay, even though I'm working four days, I'm going to figure out how to sell five things. In fact, you know what? I'm going to figure out how to sell six things. Because what I want is when this is all done in eight weeks or I mean, eight months or whatever it might be, the math on that, I want to be able to come to you and say, look, I've been doing this. Here's what I want. I don't want a gift. And I'll, and I'll never, people, companies will ask me sometimes, you know, should I give my employee, employees a four-day work week? I don't believe it should be given because mathematically that won't work. That's an entitlement. That's uh, a subsidy that it might not work. But I believe they should be given the opportunity to earn it because why not? And so you say to the employee, speak to your employer, what is it that, or your supervisor, what's the result you need? I'm going to work on the result because if I can get six days worth of results, you'll probably happy pay, happily pay me for five days worth of work because you're now up 20% and you won't care how many days I show up. So it, it is an entrepreneurial thinking type strategy, but you don't have to necessarily be the entrepreneur. You can still say, I don't want to run my own business. I want work to be over at 501, uh, but I can still aim towards that. So yeah, lo losing the money um, that you're not going to get back over vacation or that sort of stuff. Definitely, you're not going to get your years back. We're not getting any younger, none of us. So you might as well enjoy it while you can and think of you know, what it is you're missing out on. And if you don't think you're missing out on anything, ask your spouse or those close to you or your kids, they know what you're missing out on. Oh, absolutely. You know, it was funny when I left corporate and started my own business, you know, financially things drastically changed. I remember crying and being like, we're going to have to move into our camper. Like we can't afford the house anymore. 10 years later, we still have the camper, actually a bigger camper. We still have the house and we still have everything else. But it was interesting because at one point my kids, because, you know, we're financially responsible at this time, you know, we think before we spend. That was probably one of the biggest changes we made. And at one point they were like, ah, we wish we could have all the latest and greatest stuff. I said, well, you can. I said, I got to go back to work. And they both looked at each other like, nah, we're good. Because I was such a better mom. And they said when I left you know, corporate, they were, they told their grandma, we like mom because she doesn't yell as much now. And it was just a huge difference that even them young, they saw the difference. So you're absolutely right. Ask those closest to you because they will be able to pick it up immediately. And then if you look at your career, unless something goes different or sideways, if you're in a knowledge-based industry, you are going to become worth more money as you get older. So you're going to make more money. I have countless of my dad's friends that I know they're entrepreneurs because my dad's an entrepreneur. I've been blessed to, to meet a lot of them. And they have so much more money than they need later on in life. And some of them planned it well. And some of them have said to me, Wade, you know what? I wish I'd have spent more time with my kids because now I have all this extra money and I'm, I'm running into estate tax problems of what to leave my kids. And even the challenge of, I don't want to give them too much because then sometimes it can sort of, you know, hurt kids' desire or uh, their ability to be resourceful or whatnot. So it's just one of those things of just kind of trusting the stage to say that when kids are at a certain age, not, it's not a rule, but 
they usually do need more attention. And if you if you can give that, not looking to guilt anybody here, but if you can do that, you're going to find a reward that you don't find otherwise. I remember my mother telling me, and it's been so true that what we have seen with my wife being able to be a stay-at-home mom is when the kids come home from school, there's a window of about 20 to 30 minutes tops where they're will, willing and ready to share whatever happened that day because it's it's fresh on their mind. And it's not like they're trying to hold out on you. It's literally, it passes like 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 a desire for chocolate. Well, maybe not because some people have really intense desires for chocolate, but it's something that passes pretty quickly and you just miss it if you miss it. But if you're there, you can hear what's going on. So you know, we, have, we have some debt in certain areas that had we not made choices, we wouldn't have it. But the only guaranteed return on investment I know of is the time you spend with people you love with thing, and doing things you enjoy because you know that it's, it's already paid off. The other stuff, yes, we're going to be responsible. Yes, I have disability insurance. And I have life insurance. I have money. So everything's going to be fine, but I don't have to have a million dollars sitting in a bank account somewhere in order to enjoy my life. And I don't plan on retiring anyway. Most people don't. Um, but the other part that you mentioned earlier, I think is so important is the more we have control over our ability to decide how much we spend on our finances, the more we can live off a lower income, the more career choices are available to us, the more likely it is we're going to get to do what we love to do. Because I know some pe people that are friends that are teachers, they love teaching. They're like, they just manage their expenses. That's it. And, and they're not making what I'm making or what you're making, but they're enjoying their journey. And, and what more is there than that. Yeah, I don't think there's anything more than that. I mean, being able to enjoy your life, to find something either you love to do full time or make it your side hustle, or even if it's just playing basketball or volleyball on the beach, that's so important. And I just want to thank you so much for sharing and giving everybody this opportunity to take a look at themselves, at themselves personally, and seeing what they want and where they want to go to. So, Wade, how can they learn more about you? How can they learn more about creating that three-day weekend? Tell them a little bit about that. Sure. The best way to find the work that I'm doing, whether you're an employee or an entrepreneur, freelancer, side hustler, wherever your situation is, if you go to threedayweekendclub.com, there is a member site and there's two parts to it. There's a free site that's for the life coaching part, which is all about helping you enjoy your family, your friends, your money, your time, your relationships, your things more without having to even change jobs. So some of more of the personal finance, best practices, that sort of stuff. And then there's also a part of the membership site for helping people grow as entrepreneurs, start their businesses, that sort of stuff. Uh, actually, in the middle of a slight rebrand, you and I talked about this, uh, Laura, I've, for years, I've been branding stuff under four-day workweek. And more people have just said to me, Wade, you know what? Four-day workweek sounds great, but I really it's the three-day weekend that I really want. So some of this stuff is actually in, in transition of what we're doing now. Um, but yeah, go to threedayweekendclub.com. And if you have other questions, you can just shoot me an email. There's the ability to contact me there and more than happy to help in whatever way I can. Awesome. And I'll go ahead and put all your links in the show notes so they can reach out. But Wade, I just want to thank you so much. I enjoyed uh, your session at PodFest and everything else. I mean, it's just, it's mind-blowing to think about how we can create our own future. And just just this conversation made me happy. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. Awesome. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you guys can think about how you can include a three-day weekend as part of your life moving forward. But more than anything, don't forget to eat your effing veggies. I'll talk to you all next week.